Steve, the cookout coach, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating, of course, from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Ruppy. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings live fire fun as for that little show. If you want to jump in tonight and contact me, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 to 13 minutes from now. Typically, you would find him in the second interview segment of this very month. However, because so many things have been going on over the last month or two or since the year turned, things have started to pack up in these segments. And because the way scheduling worked out, we're able to load them in for the first interview segment, carry them all the way through. We can bleed into that second if we need to to make sure that we kind of play catch up at this point, not even kind of, so we can play catch up at this point and then start anew as July rolls around. We will be meeting with who? The bristly barbecue journalist, Derek Riches. DerekRiches.com is his website, and you can read all about what he's writing about right there. You can subscribe to newsletters. You can go to his social feeds. You can do all of that stuff. And you can find all the things that Derek is into. Plus, he's here every month, the fourth Tuesday, and you've landed in the right time if this is your first time in the show because Derek's a great interview and what we love most. He is the definition of what this show is supposed to be about. Courageous. Daniel Vaughn, guest last week, years ago, said, I thought we were courageous on this show. And I said, you know what? Damn right. We are courageous on this show, and we will continue to be courageous going forward after he threw down that gauntlet. Derek's certainly one of the most courageous names in the biz, letting it all fly. So looking forward to catching up with Derek here in just a few. He will wrap that first hour or most of it, and then we'll figure out how to fill it from there if we don't get through it. But I have a good feeling there's a lot of stuff to get through with Derek, and the first hour will be all of his. 
Then we'll move to the second hour. Oh, my goodness. The second hour is going to be amazing. It's the fourth Tuesday of a month in the second hour. So you know that brings a visit from the embedded correspondence. But notwithstanding that, and yes, we have a whole new line of 100% surety questions because last month we were busy picking who we think should be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. By the way, a large percentage of us were correct, and two of the four of us were 100% correct, and we'll talk about all of that with them as we talk to them at 10.14 this evening. But notwithstanding that, after the abridged Embedded Correspondence segment, it's coming to an end this evening. The finals, the crescendo, the finale. Barbecue Central Show's American Idol. Me, Rusty. We have a produced single that we will be playing for you. Then, as we do in the finals, what? The two finalists, me and Rusty, will sing live for you this evening. That's right. It's not recorded. It's not produced. I mean, it's production because we have music beds. But the singing will be live. You have to stick around for it at 10.35 or 10.30. There will be at least two-thirds of the female judges in studio. Jose Urquiza, lead singer of Three Years Hollow, the officially unofficial band of the Barbecue Central show. Doug will be in. John will be in as well. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be something, so you're going to have to stay tuned for that in the second hour. And we'll see in a week's time who season three will be champion-wise. Who sang it the best all season to win and remain champion for the duration of 2022 into 2023 before season four starts up. And I'm sure everybody's already duly excited about that. So that's what's in store for you this evening. Hopefully I've amped it up enough for you. Don't forget, you can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat at BBQ Central Show. For live video feeds of the show, you can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show, also over on YouTube slash rd rempy and finally we are live on clubhouse audibly so if you don't want to look at us or you have no way to look at us but you do have the clubhouse app you can listen right there live as it's happening during the show 9 to 11 eastern so let's start here tonight and making his second trip into the barbecue central show watch party this evening and i can't verify this and i'm going to venture out and say it the youngest barbecue central show fan to date joey cloda is back watching tonight joey Get ready for a second hour that will blow your mind, nephew. You're going to watch your uncle sing. He is probably going to impress you more than he ever has before with his singing wiles. So stay tuned for that and then go immediately to bed because it'll be late. Now, outside of the singing and Joey, I know we have some SCA folks that listen to the show and hopefully some of you are in this tri-state area Let's call it Ohio and Kentucky and Pennsylvania. There's a West Virginia there, so now it's four states. Indiana, now it's five states. Boy, that's a lot of states. There's going to be a double SCA contest in Canton, Ohio, during the NFL Hall of Fame weekend. This contest will take place July 30th. There's a $160 cover for one event or 320 for both ends of it. So if you're in Ohio or the surrounding Ohio areas or you just like to travel like a maniac for SEA contests and you have always wanted to try your hand at state competitions, if you're new to this 
and you were around here, this is it. By the way, first place pays $1,000. Friend of show, Mr. Brisket, is supplying the steaks right there in Cleveland Heights. So local purveyor jaunting down to Canton and having his hand at SCA competition. So we wish... Um, wow. Uh, sorry, Hank and Aaron, all the gang out there. Good luck in that endeavor. We'll continue to promote it here because I'm a nice guy. Listener feedback from the show last week. Pete in Idaho writing in Greg. Love the Daniel Vaughn segments last week. I'm a podcast listener and I do it while I cut the lawn. I have to say I'm with you on side dishes. Who cares how good they are? Well, I'll agree with Daniel on that being a tipping point on which one I might want to go to all things being equal. What am I saying? Well, I agree with Daniel on that on that being a tipping point on which one I might want to go to all things being equal otherwise. My assumption is that one place is really going to have the better barbecue, and that's where I am going. I'm here for the barbecue. Love the show. Regards, Pete. Pete, I agree with you. Nick in Oklahoma writing in. Greg enjoyed the segment with Nick from Oklahoma Joe. I'm in the market. And there were some things that piqued my interest during the segment, having access to the burn pot for more traditional grilling experience seems pretty cool to me. Plus, I don't need all that tech crap that everyone else seems to say that I need, and that's why they're putting it on those cookers. Thank you for continuing to expose us to new brands that are out there. Regards, Nick. Welcome, Nick. And by the way, they are a show sponsor, just to get that out in full disclosure. Jack in Indiana writing in. Greg, this is a preemptive strike Going into the second hour, is there any way we don't have to hear you and Rusty sing live tonight? It's bad enough hearing it produced, but live? How can it be anything but a train wreck? Please don't do it. Please. I love everything about the show except these months of the year when you try to make your listeners go deaf on purpose. Why do you hate us? Regards, Jack. Jack. Uh-oh. Come on. Aren't we allowed, Jack, to expand our horizons and our ear holes all at the same time? Do you just want to listen to professional singers sing eloquently and deliciously to the ears? Or do you want to hear some real-ass men sing songs and rap songs and do whatever songs that we're going to do for you in about an hour and 20 minutes that may or may not want to make you claw your ears off. Did I get that out right? So Jack, tune out. It's almost over. Literally. Okay, so here's the good news. Derek Riches is in the green room. That's good news number one. Good news number two is... The Oklahoma Joe's Rider DLX Pellet Grill Cooker inaugural cook is an unmitigated success. I didn't do everything, but here's what I wanted to test out on. I'm going to venture a guess, and I will test it out coming up on Saturday this coming with six racks of ribs coming from uh, Kevin down at the meat, uh, the butcher shop, sorry, in Pensacola. I'm paying for it. I did the high heat stuff. I wanted to really see if having access to the burn pot gave you a real a real grilling experience. And I have to say, after rounds and rounds of various proteins on sear, cranked all the way up, 
This thing performed as advertised. It has that honeycomb cast iron grate, which gives you proper sear marks if you're into that without having to do all the quarter turn flips. That's not that big of a deal, but you get all those nice marks right there. It does get rip-roaring hot, and it cooks well. Plus, there's a incredible amount of space between the two extra shells that can go above it. I just used one. So after I got the nice sear on the chickens and the beefs, stuck it up there on the top shelf to finish off indirect and away. If I felt exceptionally froggy, I would switch that handle over to the smoke mode. So again, I haven't done the low and slow yet, but I'm assuming it's probably going to show its meat there. I was a little bit more skeptical on the high heat side. And again, an unmitigated success. So very happy for that. If you are in the market, if you would like to check one out for yourself, OklahomaJoes.com is the website. That's OklahomaJoes.com. And by the way, it tells you to dump the hopper every single time that you're done cooking. I'm not that guy. I'm gamble guy. I've had a pellet cooker on my backyard for like 15 years at this point. I've never had any issue with any of the pellets getting wetter. They're in the hop. We're good. All right, we're back with Derek Riches right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show, presented by the Ryder Deluxe Pellet Grills from Oklahoma Joe's. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control devices. Sellers of ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans, accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit bbqguru.com for more information or call them 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. It is the fourth Tuesday of a month, but it is only 14 past, which means you would think that you would be getting some other guest than who's about to slot in for at least the next segment or so. But he is a Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer. You can check him out on his website, DerekRiches.com. We race to the Oklahoma Joe's Rider DLX Pellet Grills Hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Derek Riches. Hey, Derek. Hey, Greg. I hope you are doing well. Did you get a haircut? Yeah, this morning. Guess what? Me too. Look at us. Wow. I didn't see you there. You didn't. Well, I mean, we were probably, most likely, we were probably in two different locations. But uh, nevertheless, oh. I think it's it, it only speaks to our high level of professionalism and our deep-seated need to be revered by all of the live fire public, which is why we maintain these brilliant images for everybody to revel in. It has nothing to do with our wives telling us to go get a haircut. My wife says, you need to grow more hair. And I'm like, honey, I can't. <laughs> it's just not happening anymore. But nevertheless, that's a story for a different day. 
So plenty of different topics to talk about here, which is why I'm having you on in the lead segment. And then I would imagine there's a pretty good chance that we'll bleed into Derek's normal segment at 35 past the hour, and we'll see where we go from there. So last month, it was a big month in the world of barbecue. If you're into this kind of thing, it's called the Barbecue Hall of Fame. I was asking all of my guests leading into the actual announcement of who was going to make up the class. There was a list of nine, as you recall, finalists. And I said, Derek, who do you think of this nine will make it into the Barbecue Hall of Fame this year? And I have to say, holding one aside, you were 100% correct. <laughs> so that is fabulous. Now, not to throw any shade in your general directions, the embedded core, half the embedded correspondents were also 75% uh, correct. And the other half of the embedded correspondents were 100% correct with their uh, picks on who they think should be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. But enough about us. Let's talk about you. Ed Mitchell, you guessed. Mm -hmm. Not guessed. You said would go in. I He's said. In. You said. Joe Traeger, you said, would go mm -hmm. into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Joe Traeger is in, as we know. Leanne Whippin, you said. And I told you that was our biggest sticking point, I think. At that point, I was the guy that said he was vacillating on Leanne Whippin. I some days I wake up and go, she should absolutely be in there. And other days I wake up and go, I don't know if she should be in there at all, but not Derek. He was steadfast, said Leanne should be in there. Guess what? Leanne Whippin is in there. So far, so good. And then we get to number four. And you made a great case, as I also heard from Ray Lampy, as I also know of him, which may mm -hmm. show our respective ages and what we know has been accomplished in the industry versus other folks, but neither here nor there. You said Byron Chisholm, bad Byron, should also yeah. be in. And unfortunately, that was not correct. Oh, of course, we know rounding out that four was John Marcus. Why did you not pick John Marcus? What was a hurdle with him to you? Um, I honestly, I... I suspected that it was going to be John Marcus. Oh, little I mean, revisionist I, if history. The question was no. If the question was who do you you know who are they going to pick? I'm going well, probably John Marcus. Hmm. Um, I it, not for me though. I just you know. Um, what what doesn't he what know. doesn't he just, do for you? Uh, Two one trick pony. You know, may, maybe. There's a bit of that to it, and I mean, I'm not a big TV watcher. I didn't really watch much of Pitmasters. What I did see was a bit of reality TV and a lot of commercials, and I was like, eh, you know, I mean, okay. But I get the point that they're trying to say, you know, we want to pick people we think have helped popularize. Mm -hmm. And to me, that gets to be a fuzzy space. You get some picks in in that kind of category, which can be a little flash in the pan or a little undeserving. So, um, you know, I'm 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 sure John's a perfectly nice guy. I've never met him, and whatever. You didn't listen to the interview I had with him two weeks ago. I listened to some of it. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm telling you. I mean, I think when you listen to the full body of that work. It is a pretty magical story, number one. And then just within the barbecue portion of it, 
Here's one thing that I learned. I don't know if a lot of people picked this little nugget up, and I knew this in advance uh, as well, like years ago when we had first talked about it, but John had the background, obviously, in the TV world, so he knew yeah. about all of that. But it is incorrect to say this is John Marcus's idea. The idea for barbecue television, believe it or not, is Chris Lilly from Big Bob Gibson, who had occasion yeah. to run into John Marcus at a Big Apple block party when that was a thing early on mm -hmm. and say, here's an idea. And then all of a sudden, John Marcus is down in Decatur and they're talking about the realistic possibilities of putting on some semblance of a barbecue TV show and what it would look like. And then you had whatever was called the All-Star Barbecue Challenge. And then I think there was another iteration. And then you right. found that first Barbecue Pitmasters uh, try, which was more, as you said, reality TV based. And then that second year, it morphed into the game show. And to me, it went right. off the rails immediately at that point. But again, through the years of the show, I have often said I am not a fan of Chopped style shows. I don't watch Chopped, the original. I don't watch any other bastardization of Chopped. And I certainly wasn't a huge fan of watching Barbecue Pitmasters when it turned into that. And that got me into a lot of trouble because I would routinely have contestants on the show, a show mm -hmm. that I verbally lambasted week after week to say, what was it like? And we interviewed the contestants. I loved the contestants. I wanted to promote the contestants. I wanted to make sure that they had platform to talk about whatever they wanted. I just wasn't a fan of the show. I know some pretty big names in the industry who thought oh, I was kind of an a-hole for saying you, <laughs> you're talking out of both sides of your face. You say you love this TV show or you say you hate this TV show. And then every week you're having a contestant on the TV show that you hate. They couldn't find where the separation was for me. Hey, it's, you know, I mean, talented and, and great people can be on something that isn't good. Right. And that was kind of, you know, my take on it. And, you know, I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, I know the, the, the story with Chris Lilly and, and stuff like that, cause I've known Chris for a very, very long time, but you know, I, I to me, it was, I was kind of like, how involved is, you know, how, how big is this for Marcus? You know? And, and the thing of it is, is when, when it first popped up and I saw, you know, that producer, I'm like, you mean the guy from the Cosby show? Yeah, oh, that guy. Okay. You know, that guy. And it's like, I'm like, well, for one, it's kind of weird because he was so integral to what was the most popular TV show of the 1980s. And then there was nothing. So I don't know. Well, that's but not no, true. I mean, it wasn't my there pick. Was, it wasn't not well, nothing. No, I mean, he, there was, he did yeah, a different world. He, he did late line. He did a couple yeah, other things that really never things. you like got off the ground. Right. Yeah. But then he found this barbecue television thing. I say this. Like the show or not, it had, I think, 11 seasons. And I don't know what a season yeah. constitute yeah. into years. I don't know I if know. two seasons equal a year or four, whatever. But it had 11 seasons. And I would say, if you go back through the archives of this show, when I talked to Pitmasters, especially when there was a more of a, a lean towards competition before it just kind of fell out of interest, I would say how you get into it. Eight out of ten, nine out of ten people would reference, if not the first thing, the second thing, barbecue pitmasters. So I say it had 
inspired a generation of competition pit masters and people that just saw it and said, hey, those people can do it. I can do that in my backyard. Or it inspired them more to say, I can get out there and go head to head against them because that was the beauty of competition barbecue. You could literally go up against yeah. the best and see where you stacked up. No, yeah, and you're absolutely right. And the thing of it is, is that the show would air and I would get emails literally the next day saying, how do I do what they did on the show? Or do you have information about this stuff? And so, you know, I mean, it, it's benefit from that standpoint. Um, but the thing of it is, is that I'm not going to agree with the Hall of Fame committee on everything. And that's just the way it is. I don't think you will either. I won't. And you're 75% right. And I'm 75% right. And that's what we know for sure. That's all the count. Yeah. That's a... That's a high C where I come from, and I'm okay with C's. Now, you are quickly, and I didn't realize this the last time you were on, a new author again, end of May. You just decided not to say, hey, can we mention this or can we do this? But end of May, according to Amazon, the ultimate grilling cookbook, everything you need to know to master your gas or charcoal grill comes out. Yeah. How about yeah. that? But yeah, right. That, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it technically dropped in June. I'm not. I, well, end of May, it said. So, you know, yeah, something whatever. like That's, that. It might um, as well be June. Yeah, it's, it's basically because we we had done the complete smoking book. I don't publishers yeah. have they don't. I don't know when it comes to naming things. It's like literally the two books were done together back to back as kind of companion pieces, okay. but then not marketed that way but you know and those things fall out of your control quite quickly do you title do you um, name them or do you just give a suggestion no. and they pick I mean, what they want yeah kind of you know they come back with what's gonna what they think is gonna sell what's gonna market well it's just the way it is it's the way the business runs today oh. um but yeah so that was kind of you know how sabrina and i spent uh you know covid was putting together a couple of cookbooks hmm. So are you now, I mean, I've, you've had the kebab book, you've had other books, uh, you know, prior to, uh, I guess I know the kebab book and then these subsequent two, the barbecue book, the grilling book. Uh, I didn't necessarily know you aside from what you would write on the internet as a book author per se, but I would, are you up to five books now at this point? This, this was the fourth. The fourth. Yeah. So this now you, I we would say you're on... becoming prolific. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like that. <laughs> but you know i mean book projects kind of come up you know it's like there's an opportunity to do it you is there go through like how, how does an process. opportunity come up the somebody contacts contacts us and says hey are you interested in doing a book and we go mm, okay we can do that just randomly yeah i don't i've never like, nobody's ever know, approached never gone me out. for doing a book i've done the show for 16 years nobody is not even one single person has ever said you ever thought about writing a book i mean the answer of course is no i don't read books so i'm not gonna write a book but i've for the, all my vast knowledge and experience gains i'm sure i got a book in me but yeah no, you, nobody's and you don't need to be a reader of books to write one i, I think that's hypocritical that. though well okay i love hypocrisy so, so i'll do it yes i mean hypocrisy <laughs> works it sells yeah <laughs> Hmm. So you just get a call so, yeah. and says, Hey, let's, we have an idea for you to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. 
Um, it wasn't boiling on any of yours or Sabrina's back burners or back of mine saying, man, if we could only get a call, we got these books ready to go. No, I mean, you know, we have ideas for books that we would like to do. The problem of it is, is that going at it from that direction is really difficult in this day and age. You've got to sell a publisher on the idea that it's sellable and it's marketable. And uh, that's a lot of work. And I don't know that, you know, I don't, I want to put that kind of work into it. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's it, at this stage, you know, our ideas can sometimes be a little bit cryptic. At least my ideas tend to be obscure things that people probably wouldn't pay money for. But so, no, it's uh, yeah. I mean, and I, you know, we like doing books because it's like a structured thing. It's like, you know, you have a specific time frame and it's very different from online publishing and stuff where, <laughs> you know, what strikes you in the morning is what you got to do. This is kind of like, okay, we have to, you have to go back and you have to say, how do you do this entire breadth of the topic and <laughs> fill it all out and go back to, Let's explain everything one more time from the beginning. Yeah. Is that, you know, cause I got into a big fight with saying the cooking guy at the beginning of the month, because, uh, we were talking about, uh, Pittsburgh steaks. That's a topic we might, mm -hmm. we may or may not get into. I, I doubt now we actually will, but, um, he said, uh, he said something to me about, do you know what a Pittsburgh steak is? I was like, yeah, of course I'm in the live fire industry. I would imagine all of my listeners know. And he's like, you're making a terrible mistake. You should never assume I'm always repeating myself because you'll always get a new listener or you're always going to get a new podcast subscriber. And maybe they don't know everything that you shouldn't assume that they know everything that you know. So when you're writing a book, we went back and forth. So when you're writing a book, as you say, is that a nuisance to you to have to go back to boilerplate and then build from there? No, it's kind of a reset. It's kind of like you spend a lot of time, you know, really talking about, you know, higher end stuff, knowing that you're talking to an audience that's sophisticated, but, you know, you're making assumptions about the people that are reading what you're writing or hearing what you're saying and having to kind of step back and say, okay, let's go. This person has just bought a grill or this person's just bought a smoker and they don't know anything. How do we lay down the foundation for that? And I, I, I think that, you know, for me, after 25 years of this, it's kind of helpful to say there's always new people. There are always going to be new people. And um, when there stops being new people is when we're in deep trouble. Mm. Um, and so it's a, that, you know, going back to that point of, all right, how do I give this person the best possible experience the first time they do this? And cause that's, what's going to keep them there. And so, you know, these last two books are, are, I mean, I, I think they've got a sufficient level of sophistication. There's complex enough recipes. I think that people who are experienced will go, Hey, I'm interested in that, or I can try that, but also to structure it in such a way is that people who don't know what they're doing can figure it out and get where they need to be. Uh, is this fun enough for you to continue to do like, is the people calling you with ideas for you to write uh, going to be pinging your phone or DMs on the regular now? I, I, I think we'd like to step away from it for a little bit. Oh, I mean, yeah. not to say that, I mean, if somebody called, I mean, if, you know, if something pops up, 
that email comes and says, hey, we'll consider any deal. Um, I don't generally say no, but you know, it's, I don't want to reinvent the wheel that many times. Yeah. Is it good money? But, you know, it's, it's, it can be, it's paycheck. It's not bad. It's, yeah. it's not, not what it was. Not what it was. Right. Let's be honest. I mean, books to cookbooks today are more a marketing thing. It's more about your established cookbook writer. You have X number of books out. You can write books on these topics. It's a way of demonstrating to others that you've got that space. Um, but I don't think that the majority of cookbooks that come out are designed as, Hey, I'm going to make uh, a couple million dollars on this thing. Cause you're probably not. Is it because stepping away, you had a really great time at the national high school barbecue association contest judging. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, I honestly didn't know that much about it either. Um, but, uh, I got a message on Facebook, like on a Friday night from Stan Hayes saying that he would be in the relative area wow. saying, Hey, anyone who wants to stop by, this is what we're doing. So I said, Hey, that sounds like, you know, interesting. I looked it up and realized that, uh, one of the people who'd be presenting at it was Chris Marks, who's, you know, a friend from ever back. Three little pigs. Um, and so I said, yeah, I mean, I can swing by. And I didn't go there thinking I was going to judge. I didn't sign up to judge. I got there. I walked through where the teams were competing. It looked very much like a barbecue competition, except it was filled with teenagers. High school kids. And <laughs> high school kids. Wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, I went inside because it was 97 degrees out. And ran into Chris. We got talking for a couple of minutes, and a woman walked up to me. Says, "I don't know who you are, but I need a judge." How dare her? Can you do this? She's a, she's a teacher. She's with the school program, so you know she's not like barbecue people. She's education people. I don't expect them to know who I am. So I'm like, sure, I can do that. So uh, yeah, went in and judged the ribs category <laughs> for it. What kind of what kind of meat are they turning out? Pretty good. Yeah, actually, quite impressive. I was I was um, this was it was a very it was it was a good judging experience. It's one of the best judging experiences I had in a while. The people that were judging were serious about what they were doing. Nobody had a cooler. Nobody had Ziploc bags. Nobody was there for a free meal. They were there to judge. It was not by you know, KCBS rules or anything like yeah. that. There was eight people at our table judging 13 turn-ins and they gave us half ribs. Half ribs. So we had half ribs. What is that? Well, the boxes came in with a bunch of ribs in them. We looked at them for presentation Yeah. and then they cut them in half. Like hacksaw? With a PVC. No, with a PVC cutter. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. Those, like ratchet cutters that'll yeah. cut through PVC pipes Wow, we worked pretty good, but you know, I mean that it's because they couldn't have, they did a double tet, uh, double judging. So the, the top five from our table and the top five from another table then went to the final table to then be judged there. Hmm. So they had to turn in a lot of ribs and, um, 
you know, I, honestly, if they said you're going to judge eight, you know, 13 full ribs, I'd be like, mm, that's a lot of meat. Yeah. Right. But no, it, it actually worked really well. And, um, it, some of the teams were being co you know, I mean, the teams were, had coaches They're, These are the high school culinary programs, you know, so, you know, these kids are doing culinary programs in their high school. Part of that is to be on a, on a barbecue team. Huh. And some of those, you know, those teams then recruited, um, you know, I mean, Stan Hayes was there as the coach for the team that his son is on. Yeah. So, um, but the turn-ins, several of them were, you know, I would say high score KCBS quality. Wow. They, so they, they would have done well in a big KCBS tournament. Worth the time. a small one, but a big one. Oh yeah. No. And it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a, it was a really good experience. All right. Well, good. And it's so, an interesting program. Yeah. It's, it's national high school barbecue association. So maybe that's something that could be spreading out, uh, not only from Texas, but uh, perhaps across the country. Folks that aren't yeah, really the, interested in sport, maybe they like to cook. Yeah, I think the 21 teams from Texas, Tootsie from Out of Snow's Barbecue was actually coaching one of the teams. Wow. Um, and then they had five from Missouri. And next year, they've got programs launching in New York and Washington. Wow. And they're looking to branch out into pretty much anywhere they can. Yeah. They're, I think that they their their goal is to do uh, next year's you know championship either like in maybe Kansas City or something yeah. like that. So this is somebody I might want to track down and get on the show. Uh, yeah, Pretty Eric Mickelson. I I can send you some contact information. I'm sure that. Yeah, I think the auto because uh, I think that this is a, you know, it's a really interesting program. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, some of the teams are sponsored, but a number of the teams were cooking on rigs made by the high school welding shop. Wow! So all integrated. So the, yeah, so they were so they actually had uh, an award program for custom made rigs hmm. that were you know made in the high school you know welding shop and by kids and. You know, and that's cool because, you know, you were look, walking around, there's, there's custom rigs here. It's not just a whole bunch of off the shelf pellet grills right. running, you know, a barbecue event. Interesting. All right. We're talking with Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. Derek, stand by and we'll be right back after we do a small piece of business via Primo Grills. Uh, by the way, we're definitely not getting through most of this agenda. I don't even know where it went off track. What do we love about ceramic cookers? I'm going to tell you. We love that what? They're fuel efficient. Yes, we love that they can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. Also, they can get rip-roaring hot for high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and a round ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grills and the game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute the two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, there's more than 60 different ways to cook on this thing. 
So you're only limited by your culinary imagination. If you're somebody that likes cookers but loves accessories even more for those cookers, Primo is right in line. They have a Primo Grill rotisserie item. They also have a pizza grill accessory. They have half drip pans. They have rib racks. They have the new top and bottom air dampers. The easy lift hinge now. Come on. You want accessories. They got accessories. More to come. Also, a live remote. I think it's August 13th where I will have Nick Bauer from Primo Grill on at one of their big uh, customer events or vendor events that they're going to be having. Location to be determined. So looking forward to doing that. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz. Yes. Patent technology. Yes. True two-zone cooking capabilities. Yes. And look, if you just have to have a round ceramic cooker, they have those as well. I'm going to tell you this. Forget about it. Get the oval. That's what sets it apart. Be different. Visit primogrill.com to find a dealer near you so you can check it out in person. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Everybody is now ready for a Primo cooker. Primogrill.com. We're back with more Derek Riches right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Presented by the Ryder Deluxe Pellet Grills from Oklahoma Joe's. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase or to see what other cool products they have to add a little smoky goodness to whatever protein it is that you are cooking. Rejoined by Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. You did a pretty in-depth piece on something that everybody wants to be nowadays with this whole social media thing. You wrote it on becoming a barbecue ambassador. I believe in our outline I said influencer. I don't even know where the hell all these terms came from. I thought I used to know how to define these terms, but then quickly I'm learning, well, influencer is different from ambassador, is different from spokesperson. So let's start at the top. Yeah, right. Pass that over, too, because I need to take the edge off. Um, what exactly are there straight-up definitions for ambassador? spokesperson and influencer those seems to be the biggest term there aren't any it's up to it's, it's just, up to the person or whatever you want well, to call yourself well i refer to it as marketing or aka bullshit um so i started kind of looking into this because i had had some interactions with some people that were like well you know we do these ambassadorship programs mm-hmm. where we give you a discount ticket to buy our products to then promote on and I'm like, that's not worth, I, no, I won't. So I called Doug Shiding. You know, Doug, right? Who? You met him. Doug Shiding. You ever heard of him? <laughs> okay, you can get him on one day. Um, uh, and we talked for quite a while and he has this, he has this four level system. There's influencer, brand ambassador, sponsorship, and then consultant. Consultant. And... 
Yes. And that's what he says he is for some of the people that he works with. Right. So um, basically the way, I, and because these terms just get thrown out there, you know, it's like being an Instagram influencer was cool. And then being an Instagram influencer was just a scam. So everyone started saying they were brand ambassadors and, you know, um, I don't do this sort of work. So, um, but I, I wanted to kind of try and define some stuff and send a bit of a warning to people who I see on social media pushing products and saying, Hey, I'm a brand ambassador for this. They will give me a free t-shirt if I can sell 200 units of their stuff. Hmm. I'm like, why are you, why are you? And it's, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, you know, I encountered this a long time ago when, when people would say, Hey, we will give you recognition if you'll write an article for our publication. And I'm like, I don't, care about recognition. I don't eat recognition. It doesn't pay my bills. And I would be rude with them. And I think more people need to be rude with those sort of things. But um, digging into it, I found it's actually, you know, if that if you're interested, that if your goal is to say, I've got some Instagram followers, mm -hmm. I've got TikTok followers, I've got whatever followers, to a certain number, and it's not a specific number, it's whatever. And you want to somehow leverage that into a way of making money, yep. getting someone to pay you yes. to promote their product. Um, you need to, to do a couple of things. First of all, you need to be actually real. Like a we human? We've all seen, well, human is good, that's a plus. We have, seen, you know, I mean, you've seen Instagram accounts with half a million followers and they do barbecue, right? Sure. How many of those followers are real? Depends on if yeah. they're bought or not. Who knows? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just it. But the people that do this sort of marketing professionally, I mean, the marketing firms, the influencer network systems and the big corporations, they will look at your account and they'll go, no, you're not a real person. You're not, this isn't real. So be authentic, have a narrative, have a story. It's not just a matter of, hey, I like to cook briskets on Saturdays. It's why? It's about what are you doing here? What's your journey? What's your story? What are you trying to get across to people? Uh, you know, you can be the I'm getting into an exploring that won't take you too terribly far. You can be, you know, whatever it is about you that makes you different from everyone else. That needs to be combined with what you're doing. You know, and 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 this is kind of a truth for whatever, you know, for whatever it is you're marketing. If you're, you know, in makeup or you're in cars or you're in whatever consumer good space you want to be in, tell a story be involved or active in things so that that it draws attention it gives that sense of authenticity and then really only sign up with things that you can actually believe in actually stomach you know if you're doing if if you're pushing a product that you just hate um 
it's going to come off that way. You're going to get, you're going to have a very short career in this. Sure. So, I mean, that was kind of what I was trying to get at, but I was also kind of sending, I, I, I secretly was trying to send a message to a lot of these businesses, these people who are, I've got a line of rubs. I've got a line of sauces. I've got a line of this or that. And, um, say, you know, if you're going to have this relationship with people who are promoting your product, it needs to be a two-way relationship. And that's kind of what I try to get to in that. Mm. Um, I will see people just go nuts trying to push a product and then the brand themselves don't care. Well, I don't care what you say about our product. I don't care if you're promoting us. You shouldn't be promoting that product because if you want to actually be an influencer or whatever we're going to call it, um, it's a two-way street. You're pushing your brand by helping other people push their brands. And it should be done in a way that your audience isn't nauseated by. That's what I'm, you know, that's what I'd really like to see. I mean, I am not a fan of advertising in any structure or form in any way. I have every type of ad blocking technology known to mankind to see as little of it as possible. But it's a, it's a thing. It exists. It's how people get the word out. But certainly um, you would want to know about something cool. Maybe you wouldn't have known about something if Jack Arnold wouldn't have done something or if uh, this particular uh, influencer that you followed. I, I Certainly I get the ad nauseum in your face stuff. But every once in a while yeah. I'm like, oh. I mean, this guy seems, or gal, seems to be hawking every which thing. Um, but that actually sounds pretty interesting. So then I'm hitting a website and oh, maybe I'm buying it or whatever. But Yeah, and, and it's, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah, that's kind of what it is. And right now I'm sitting there thinking, did Primo really change their event structure? Do I need to go look at that? They did. Because... I, I might want to look at that and maybe they changed the way they did that. And, um, that would be good. Well, as you know, but, the top dampers were never, uh, I'm going to say graduated. It was like, uh, I think they used to tell you like a pencil width or two fingers. width. <laughs> you know, now yes. it's been numbered and graduated. So you can just say, stick it to one or two or three, same thing on the bottom, the lift hinge, of right. course. So. You know, they have made and, and put stuff. It, and there you go. Uh, and thanks to you, I that's put right. a note down here to go look that's at right. that. So, I mean, you know, it, it has a place and that's just it. It has a place, but it needs to be a relationship that works for people. Do you get any uh, feedback from folks like, hey, you're coming at me or I didn't think about <laughs> that. Great info. I had a I had a lot of people. I had a lot of people in marketing. Um, for some reason, I, there's a lot of people in, in the barbecue marketing world that, that work at the companies kind of come back and go, yeah, I really wish I could say this sort of stuff to people. Mm, yeah. Um, so there's that. Mm. So, you know, I think it's beneficial from that standpoint. I mentioned this on uh, Pit Life Barbecue. I was a guest on their show a week ago. And my the only thing I wanted to get out and push was knowing your value within mm. this industry kind of echoes the similar sentiment that you're talking about. If you're somebody that has a decent following, forget about the free product stuff. Like that's, yeah, that's something oh, they yeah, have built nothing. into a budget or it's accounted for. Absolutely. It's not hurting them in any way. 
ask for money. Get the product mm-hmm. and get money because if you are however big your uh, following is, if you have influence over there, they're going to make sales and you shouldn't be given some BS commission percentage that amounts to a hill of beans over the course of a year. You should know what your worth is. You should know what your reach is, especially if you have a, a good follow, you know, like if you have a million followers or something like that, Absolutely. And, you know, but again, that goes back to a little bit of business acumen. <clears throat> it goes back to people not feeling comfortable asking for money. That's difficult, uncomfortable for people to ask for, not for me, but it is for a lot of folks <laughs> and they don't know how to go about it. And so they just don't learn or they don't ask somebody to help them and they just take a grill or they take a year supply of rub or whatever and they think it's great. But I say no. I say no. we've had too much free shit in this industry right. and now it's time to start raising the bar and saying you're going to compensate me for my time and effort and you're going to give me the stuff as well. And if not, pound salt. <sighs> Yeah, and no, you're absolutely right. And people, people who will do stuff for free product, kind of like, you know, where does that take you? It doesn't. You don't go anywhere with that. You end up with boxes of stuff. Yeah. You know, as a, as a person, you know, I mean, I have made a profession out of reviewing grills and smokers and that sort of thing for deck. You know, for the last two decades. And that means a lot of stuff has shown up. So when I get that email saying, hey, would you like to test out our product? My mind goes to, I have to deal with the logistics of receiving and disposing of something that could weigh hundreds of pounds. And people go, oh, wow, poor you. (laughs) But when you don't have room in your house anymore because of the stuff, Take the cash mm-hmm. and the hardest, the hardest, the hardest question for people to answer is, um, how much is your time worth? Right. How much would it cost me to pay for two hours of your time? People freak out about that question. And I always say, go high. If they say no, fine. If they say yes, you now have an idea of what someone will pay for you. Right. So when it comes to this sort of influencer stuff or brand ambassadorship or something like that, um, yeah, you should be paid. You know, if you've got something to sell, it's worth money, not stuff. Go read the article, by the way, DirkRiches.com. If you haven't, uh, a great read. And our pal Doug, who'll be in next hour, is a a reference in that article as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last question before I let you go. Uh, We're out of time and we have plenty of stuff to get to uh, still, but we won't. A few years ago, I don't know if you recall, there was this product called the Weber Smoke Fire. It uh, hit the ground, not <laughs> running, and it was the roast of any kind of social media group or party. To uh, it was, it was really a fire all on its own. However, recently I've been seeing something that I'm hope you may or may not be able to confirm. Is there a new smoke fire out or a version two? smoke fire out that's just supposed to be vastly better and they just haven't made anywhere near the fanfare okay so smoke fire came out it had problems they sent kits to fix the problems version two incorporates 
the kit that fixed the problems. Mm. That was a change to the way the pellet hopper works so that the pellets would actually reach the auger and not just sit there. Um, and some of the interior design. Now there is a new version that became available this year and that is Smoke Fire Stealth. Stealth. You can't even see it. It's invisible. That's right. It's, all right. Now, if you paid any attention, last year Napoleon came out with the Napoleon Phantom, mm. which was a matte black finish gas grill. Looked cool as hell and had like all sorts of cool lighting and stuff. Really cool looking product. So Stealth is a matte black finish, no chrome right. version of Smokefire with the Weber crafted accessory system built oh. into it so you can buy more accessories. Hmm. And it's only $300 more to not get the stainless steel chrome finish and to get an accessory module for you to buy stuff on. Wow. And that's where they are right now. And it's, it was just kind of dumped out, not, not heavily sort promoted of. at all. No. but I, They didn't want the headache? Uh, I have absolutely no idea, but you know, this is an explanation of that soaring stock price. Well, I mean, they're twice as much as Trikers right now. Yeah. Yikes. Twice as much as almost nothing is still almost nothing. Yeah. So I've been told. So I've been My basic Kenston high school math tells me that you are 100% correct on that. All right. Well, uh, 75% of 100%. That's right. Is 25% correct. Uh, DerekRiches.com is the website. You can find his musings there. You can find him here once a month. And I always appreciate the time and the insights. Man, we pulled two segments like it was nothing, and we still have plenty yeah. to get to for the next time. So luckily it's evergreen content. So don't worry, folks. It's not going to be old by the time we get to it. And uh, we will see you in July. All right. See you then. All right. Happy 4th. There he is. Derek Riches right there. If you want to know how to be a ambassador or an influencer or all that, Head on over to DerekRiches.com. Take the read. Also, contact Doug. Evidently, he's taking interviews. So, for months, I've been talking about my guy, David McDowell, over at the Do Wellness program for us barbecue guys. And I told you I contacted him a couple weeks ago. Well, guess what? Week number one is here. We had our big call on Saturday. We did a lot of background. We got some initial weights. We got some, what do you like to eat? What do you cheat with? What do you don't cheat with? Are you a drink or are you a smoker? All that stuff. Big background. That's great. And then within 48 hours, right as the week was beginning to hit, I got a custom spreadsheet that we share uh, personally between us. Had to take some pictures had to send those along for a little evaluation and then along came back a meal plan meal one meal two meal three this is what you can do if you don't have this, this is what you can do now what i've been telling you in these reads you have access to him literally almost 24 7 through text messages through emails so we're going out for dinner tonight i'm not going to have the chicken that i have uh, normally for uh, after i've started here right i sent him copy of the menu. I sent him a link. I said, here's where I'm going for dinner tonight. What are the best options? And he shot back top three or four things to do and said, by the way, 
uh, only ask for half of this or don't get any of that or see if you can sub this for that to keep you as healthy as possible. Knocked it right out of the park. No problem. Filled out my spreadsheet and I'm ready to go tomorrow. And getting the this training. Michigan in. Embedded correspondent John All you- right. I went long. Hold on. Everybody just calm down. Hold on. Everybody calm down. Okay. I'll get to that here in just a second. Nobody's going anywhere. My fault. So I'm doing it right now, two days in. Do it with me. We can share our successes together if you want. This is going to be great. Now, my palette's a little different. I'm that. I'm literally that guy that can have the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So my meal plans were pretty basic because I can deal with that. Maybe you can't. David can accommodate that as well. Sign up right now. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. That's DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. And sign up right now. Do it along with me. I'm only two days in. You can start next week. You'll only be a week behind me. And then we will track progress from here. I told him I'd do it. He can practice on me. We can prove it out right here in front of everybody. DavidLeans.com. That's DavidLeans.com. We are back to wrap the first hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. I have no idea what happened there in the transitions, but that board got all screwed up. But we're back on track now. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're Lux Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, and Fireboard 2 Pro, and the Fireboard Spark. We should have Ted Conrad on here fairly shortly. We can do a new segment with him. All right, we are into the second hour right now. We'll do a abridged way out, and then we'll come right back with the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show, brought to you by the Oklahoma Joe's Rider DLX Pellet Grills Hotline. Stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> 